Yeah, I think I go every day. Welcome, everybody. Look at this good-looking guy up here. And also, Valhalla, how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all awesome. Right. Awesome. The The chat is full. Hey, guys, how are you doing in the chat? I don't want to... Uh, 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 I'm going to disperse with the pleasantries right now so we can... Don't want to go all night. We this is, We're going to have a good time, though. We're still going to have a good time. Um, Absolutely. So I hope... I'm not crackling or anything, right? We're, we're talking about this. Oh, well, good. That's all, right now. That's uh, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Um, but anyway, uh, goat daddy. Goat daddy. <laughs> um, and how you how are you doing today? First of all, I'm good. It was a beautiful right. day. Had the goats out for a while. Got some some walking in. It was a good day. Um, I took. Um, I ended up sleeping for 14 hours. Holy crap, man. Yeah, it was um, just being tired and also uh, that uh, sinus infection, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm still dealing with that thing. And I'm like, I don't know. It's weird because the, the mucinix is working. But um, man, it's not going to fix it. Fix it. You yeah. Get, like antibiotics, man. That's not antibiotics, bro. <laughs> Walk it off. Yeah. It yeah. Off. A little Motrin, a little water. It'll be all right. I don't have any motor. I got some Tylenol. I think I took Tylenol before this. I hope I did. Anyway, um, yeah, so yeah, 14 hours sleep, and then I got up, and I was like, oh, man, I think I can go back to sleep. And uh, then there was a, I got a notification about a uh, a live ha event happening in Atlanta. I was like, all right, man, I'm going to go live with this real quick. But and then uh, Yeah, then it ended. It ended before I could. I was like, oh, that's not fun. So... Oh, it wasn't fun anyway. No, it was, it was fun. A... Of my, <laughs> fun of my end. It's like, oh, I did all this, and it's like, all right, cool. So I actually I changed the uh, the the title of my go live. I just already had everything set up, so I changed it to you. Perfect. So, Perfect. um, so tell me about you, sir. You are for the person that doesn't know you. Um, I think everybody who does know you knows you as like the goat daddy. You're you're this cool, fun guy. I don't understand why people like you personally. I don't either, um, man. I really don't. You're, uh, yeah, it's, it's very odd. It's very, it's very odd. Yeah, because see, I get the opposite from everybody. I, I'm I'm not liked, and so that's why oh, I just go into I just go into places going like, yeah, they don't like me. We both um, know that that's a bunch of bull. Oh no, it's you're it's, a likable fella, expert. You're a likable no. fella. Uh, I, I'm kind of like cheese. Nobody likes cheese. Well, I mean, some people like cheese curds, but you like it better aged. So it takes a while for uh, for me to grow on you. 
Yeah, I'm a really uh, weird just, analogy, but all right, let's go with it. Yeah, this is so the nice way I can say I'm like mold. You're as likable as aged cheese. That's yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, that's good. That's um. Anyway, so um. Yeah, tell me about yourself. How how did you find the tubes? Um, that's a strange question, I guess. Uh, so <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> right yeah, off the bat, get it out of the man. park. Strange question. <laughs> We've got um. So me and Mrs. Bahala moved to our area in East Tennessee about six years ago, and mm. uh, you know we live out, we live out in the middle of nowhere, so it's not like it's not like we're going to the bars or you know a whole lot of that nonsense. YouTube kind of made sense. It just. I can learn about stuff that I need to learn about. I can pop in and watch live streams and be on live streams. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, That was a a weird one, buddy. What? I like it. I like it. Well, like you you say, you discover YouTube. Like, I mean, I, um, um, for me, like I didn't believe I, okay. My first thing I, okay. YouTube is music videos. Right, it's like, oh yeah, it's like you know, I want to look up a a video or a song or something like that. Okay. Then it's like, um, one day my dad said that he went to Advanced AutoZone, and the um, uh, the guy there pulled up a YouTube video to show him how to do something with his car, and I was like, Dad, maybe you shouldn't listen to dudes at Advanced AutoZone showing you videos on their phone. I, in all fairness, um. I, I didn't know much about like farming, right? Like goats. I didn't know anything about goats. Didn't know a thing about goats. And that that's a good thing is where I get a lot of my information or at least the, the beginning of it. Right. I'll find a video on YouTube, kind of get the feel for it and then look into the, the deeper aspects of what I need to do. And that's what, that's what's so great. And um, I don't know. I feel like things have kind of changed a little bit with, with the the tubes and everything. Last year. It's like, I was, I got on like Twitter first was my first, and only social media. And then it was like, um, I don't know. Uh, I had to put in a, uh, like a, uh, drain disposal, you know, uh, garbage, garbage disposal. disposal. And, um, I'm like, I don't know what, what the heck's going on here. And so like, it's like, I look up YouTube. I was like, oh, so gun, these are good videos. And, uh, they were so thorough, so in depth, um, you know, just kind of, um, um, Oh crud! I still have my uh, I don't have my uh, focus on. Sorry. Yes, focus is actually an uh, part of the. Uh, I can turn everything off, and I, I didn't do that. I just had a cat some walk past the uh, security uh, monitor. Ah, anyway, got it. Um, yes, yeah, like Miami Spice here. YouTube how to videos are helpful, especially with home construction or car repair. It's there's so much to it. Like, so I have a, a I have a Victory motorcycle, and there. Oh, no way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's they're, so cool. They're not, um, they're a little different than, than, you know, any other yeah, bike, I guess. They're British. No, they're American made. They're more American. They made than oh, you know, I'm thinking I was a triumph. I was in the triumph. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. Victory, uh, victory where they were started by Polaris. Weren't Correct. They? Polaris. Man, and they man. stopped making them a couple of years ago, which is a shame because they? they're amazing machines. They, they bought out, um, Indian, 
they bought Indian, so they're making Indians now instead of Polar or uh, instead of Victory. Oh, so they probably just kind of shifted the name change. There, That's all it was. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, here, look, your 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 favorite person is here. How did how did the hex happen? How did it go? Happy Hump Day says clumsy clairvoyance. Make it a good hump. He he. Um, did did you you figure out your hex? I don't believe she hexed me. I don't believe well, she did. That's awesome. I'm okay with it. I don't think I got a curse. I appreciate clumsy not cursing me. Appreciate you, babe. You you get cursed out a lot. Well, yeah, but it, I usually deserve it, so it's okay. Yeah. Um. So your your motorcycle. I've already forgot how to talk. Words are hard. Words are hard. Um. Okay, so that's so, the the motorcycle. You know, you can something silly on that that bike, like where the oil plug is. It's hard to find, right? Just a quick YouTube video. It'll get you there every time. That's what that's what thing got me on was the YouTube. I was like, oh man, it's like I can do this, you know. And which is a there's a very um. Well, there's a saying that goes on around here. Uh, my last words are going to be, hey, honey, watch this. That, hold my beer. Hold my beer. That's yeah. going to be mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's um, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, you, you got to be careful, right? Um, the women <laughs> keep us alive. With uh, electricity and stuff like that. It's not been um, friends of mine. Um. So, okay, so the motorcycle thing, I, I didn't realize that, man. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to cool. be in kind of like the biker scene, I guess. The bikers are my people. I understand them. There's not a whole lot of BS involved. Bikers well, make sense. Well, you're usually not talking and you're riding on a, you know. Mm -hmm. You're all there for the same thing. A modern thing. horse. Right. You're all, you're all having fun. You're all there for the same thing. It's not like a. Once you get into like some of the clubs and, and the group dynamics, then politics start playing in and it gets lame and that's no fun. But so which member of Sons of Anarchy were you? Which one do you think? I don't know. I don't I don't I mean it's been so long since I've seen that man. I don't remember their names. Oh, I was definitely Opie. Definitely Opie. Definitely Opie. Okay, I'm gonna check that out. And see who I don't remember any of them. It that was, was such um, a good show. It was such a good show. Um yeah, it took me like I don't know. I kind of went back and forth on it, and so I just uh, it's you know it's back when there was enough time to um, watch it all. Yes, yeah. yes. And so it was like, oh yeah, you know. And I was always putting in something. And I was like, well, everybody watches. It's like Breaking Bad. Like I wasn't yeah. all that into Breaking Bad. And it's like uh, now I'm kind of glad I watched it. But it's, a lot of those happen. It's like fall asleep, and I wake up and I'm like, oh, there goes three episodes. Well, yep. I, I got them all. Um, Texas Jen says she loves some son of anarchy, so maybe that's why. Maybe that's uh, uh, maybe she's an OP fan, maybe that's what it uh, is. Yes, um, so let me ask you, uh, the, the whole point tonight, I was we had a private conversation, we have and, talked often backstage behind the yeah, scenes, yeah, um, and you were telling me about uh, that you were a, a army veteran. I am, and that um, that hold, holds a very special place in my heart. Uh, I'm amazed uh, by people that serve. Um, and that that's sad. I mean, that's my own shortcoming. I think saying that is very pathetic, and I should be a better person. I, it shouldn't amaze me 
because I should be. I'm just. I don't know. I, I'll always regret. I'll always have a part of me that regrets. Um, I don't. Don't. I, nobody out there. I, I hear that occasionally, right? Like, especially hmm. from from men that. Uh, for whatever reason, didn't always admired it and didn't go or whatever. And it, it's not something that it's not like I'm trying to think how to word this and I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. It's not like something that I would recommend for everybody, obviously. And, and most people I would say, don't do it. Don't absolutely do not do it. Um, and if you drink Bud Light, for instance, yeah, don't drink that. That's gross. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's something that I did, and I was proud that I did it. And, you know. Well, this is a, um, a thing about me, or not about me. This is a question I have. Um, when you... What was it that made you say, I'm going to go talk to a recruiter? I think part of me always kind of knew that that was my, my direction. Like I, I, I never really, uh, this is going to sound weird, but I never really knew what direction my life was going to go in. Right. Like it wasn't, you know, like a lot of kids were like, Hey, I'm going to go to college and then I'm going to go to be a doctor. Or, you know, I'm going to go into law school. I never had that, that path. Like I never had a chosen route, but I knew the military was likely the only way I was going to pay for college. And like, I was a gym rat. Like I liked the excitement and the physical aspects and I may not look like much, but I, I'm surprisingly agile for a big man. Oh, or at least I used oh. to be getting a little old now. Um, well, you know, I find that age has less to do with it than uh, laziness does. So, well, <laughs> you read that one out later. Uh, <laughs> that's my problem. Um, so okay, Being so lazy just, doesn't help. I'll tell you that much. Well, um, you were you decided? Were you in high school or? I enlisted before my senior year started. Okay, so, so you were one of those guys that like walked around knowing what you're going to do. Yeah, so I enlisted before my senior year started. There's a program called MEPS. Um, no, DEPS, the delayed entry program. So you can be in the DEP program for up to a year at this at the time anyway. I don't know what the rules are anymore. But at the time, you could be in the DEP program for up to a year. And I think I was in the DEP program for like 348 days or something ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, and then my senior year of high school was 2001, 2002. So I was already enlisted. And then that September 9-11 happened. So like oh. before, when I enlisted, there was, you know, it was just the army. We're going to go do cool army things for a little while. And then by the time I graduated, it was very obvious that I was going to war. Yeah, that's, um, you know, that's also the exact same plot for um, Starship Troopers. Oh, is it? Never watched it. Are you kidding? Good. Of, yeah. of all out of every movie, I, I figured Starship Troopers would be your your thing. Have you ever seen RoboCop? Um, yeah, a long, long time ago. I don't really remember much of it though. Oh well, see, all these things have come back as cult classics, and uh, the guy who did uh, RoboCop, 
did uh, Starship Troopers. So anyway, enough okay. of that nonsense. Okay. Fair. Uh, that that is the interviewer failing. <laughs> that's that's how you fall right on your face. So so you 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 don't have a YouTube channel yet. I mean you you have one. Excuse me. You haven't done your. This is your your first live stream over there. On yeah, there. we're streaming on my channel because expert was we're gracious enough to teach me how to make that work. So better hope, better hope I don't destroy your channel. Well, you know, you've you've let me say crazy things. I'm sure you can get away with a couple. <laughs> um, but uh, so you, you said that you think that you want to do interviews and stuff. Well, right there, you just saw that's the interviewer falling flat on his face. Is that what it was? So yes, you have to be you have to be used to that. Uh, I'm all right, okay so so you're already enlisted, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, like this has happened. What did do do you? When did it hit you? You're like, oh, that oh, day, wait. that day, the day it happened. I was, I remember, you know, everybody remembers where they were when JFK was assassinated. I remember where I was when 9/11 happened. I was I'm sitting sure in the grass. Most of our generation knows. I was in, um, we were in gym class. It was my first class of the day. And uh, the gym teacher, the coach, put us all on the bench. He's like, hey, just so you guys know, a plane flew into the towers and blah, 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 blah. And it, it was like, what? So who, who, how do you make that mistake? How do you accidentally hit a building, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, by the time we got into the locker room and got changed, and like, I think my next class was government. And uh, they wheeled all these TVs into the cafeteria and we're playing the live video, live footage in the cafeteria of the high school. And I, I didn't move for hours. I was just sitting there at the TV like, oh, crap. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was crazy. a little wild. Um, you know, um, so like 9-11, like I love the history behind that. Um, and one of the things that gets me about it is, is that it was right on the cusp if you look back, if you look at how now everybody has a uh, a camera on their phone, right? Right. Well, back then, digital photography was just picking up. And so every once in a while, even like years after it happened, you'll find there's like new video and stuff that pops up. And, uh, but like, anyway, so I, I love the, the history of it. And I come to find out that, you know, that the, uh, there's actually a plane flew into the Empire States building uh, during World War II. I did not know that. Yeah, it was like a U.S. bomber. It was a uh, uh, foggy night, and uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it just I was like, yeah, you don't, I, you don't ever hear about that, but it's um, it has it has happened before, um, but it's um, uh, I don't know. It is uh, is what it is. Yeah, nine eleven, man. That's the, it's a weird history thing for me. Um, and even though the anybody that remembers it, I still encourage you to go back and, and look at all. There's so much more stuff every year. You'll find new uh, new takes on it. So, how long after that happened before? Because you, you graduate, you get out of school, and then you go. I graduated in June. I went to basic training in July, July 18th, actually. No, 28th, July 28th. I went to basic training. Um, 18 days after my 18th birthday. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, I went to basic training down in Georgia, down in Fort Benning, because that's where the infantry goes for basic training, or at least it used okay. to. Um, went to airborne school after that, learned how to jump out of planes. 
Yeah, that's the thing that I was so amazed about. Uh, and we had a conversation about that. I was like, man, this is going to be great. So our buddy here, now I was just, just learned with you guys that he, he was, uh, he's Opie from um, um, Sons of Anarchy. But he um, he lost an inch in height. He went through uh, uh, <laughs> airborne school. I did and not. I didn't stop that. I did not lose an inch in height. You're no, making actually, that up. No, I heard a um, a Vietnam veteran one time say that. Oh, I believe I like, it. I was like, I oh, believe it. Cool. We had this dude in in airborne school who is okay. So airborne school, first of all, is wild, right? Because there's only one airborne school in the military. So every branch, if they send their people through airborne school, they come through the Army Airborne School, which means that you end up with Navy SEALs in your classes. And oh, them wow. dudes, those dudes are out of control. Like they would, they would just intentionally get the entire class smoked and sing songs while getting smoked is, is discipline. You get pushups, right? You mess up, you do pushups, mm -hmm. you talk back, whatever. So they would intentionally get the entire class smoked and they'd be singing Navy drinking songs as they're getting smoked and everybody else is dying because it's easy for them. So while they're doing, they're doing pushups then for like, you know, behavioral reasons or whatever, right. It's, it's singing. And, yeah. Oh yeah. Loving it. They were loving every bit of it. Do you ever see the movie uh, Navy Seals with Charlie Sheen? I believe so. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of him in that movie. I don't remember that movie being all that, true to military life but it's been I'm a while sure since i watched it it, it was uh it has charlie sheen and it. it was made in the 80s he was in platoon yeah yeah, yeah. i remember that one that was actually yeah. a good movie platoon yeah yeah and i've seen it but everybody else um i haven't seen any other movie um <laughs> love inside jokes here uh so okay so what's it like how many jumps do you have to make so you, you graduate airborne is that right yes um you have to do five jumps in airborne school uh in military airborne school you you there's no free fall you're you have a strap attached to your parachute that's connected mm -hmm. to the plane so you jump out and you get whatever it is 15 feet out or whatever and that cord runs out and it pulls your parachute out for you um and in airborne school you have to do five jumps okay crap uh in the rest of the military if you end up in a in an airborne unit you get more jumps i ended up in a what we call a leg unit or a ground unit mm -hmm. so there's no jumping there so i only have five jumps that's the the total jumps i have why did you end up in a leg unit no idea um well i i have an answer i guess but it was just luck of the draw mm -hmm. so i went after airborne school i went to rip which is ranger indoctrination program and that's oh, wow. the the contract i had was a ranger contract so I went in and gave it my my best to be a ranger and didn't. So after airborne school and a couple months at RIP, I ended up getting in a, a luck of the draw base selection. Wherever they needed troops is where, I, you know, they were sending troops. Yeah. And I ended up in Hawaii, which was pretty okay with me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I imagine you in like a grass skirt and a... Um... <laughs> A uh, uh, drink and a pineapple. Don't they use I'm not going to tell you what it was. Oh, yeah. Pineapples everywhere. Yeah. They grow them out there. Yeah. 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 Pineapple plants are only about a foot and a half tall, by the way, y'all. Yeah. They seem like they'd be like they're uh, dangerous or something. Those mm -hmm. spikes. A little spiky. Um, a little spiky. Yeah. 
Dude, that's so crazy. So you're in Hawaii. When did you when did you get your Okay, so you're you're out of basic training. They go, okay, you're going to Hawaii. Who goes to Hawaii? Why are you there and what how do you know where you're going next? Um, well, you know, I was just a, a grunt. I was just a private in, you know, the infantry. It's not like I was informed of a whole lot of a whole lot of any of it. But we get there and uh pretty quick our unit gets on orders to go to Iraq. So we, we kind of knew we were going pretty early and we used to, you know, we were just training for it and we ended up going to Iraq. Um, OIF two. So the first invasion wave was in and they were there for a year or whatever it was. And then we replaced them. Okay. Okay. All right. And so that was are... in, I think, oh, three, oh, four. It might've mm -hmm. been oh, four, oh, five. I don't remember exactly. So, okay. Now, let me ask you the other thing is that you, your role was machine gunner. It ended up being that. Um, when I first got to Hawaii, I was actually a javelin assistant gunner. And a ja the Javelin missile has been making news because I think we shipped a bunch of them over to Ukraine. Um, oh, wonderful. But it's a really, really awesome anti-tank missile that it you can either shoot it directly at the tank or you can shoot it. It'll go up and land on top of the tank. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, they're really destructive. They're really impressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it sounds like a uh, like a controlled mortar when it's going like that. You know, do the on steroids. Yeah, it would it it puncture through. It, it was gnarly. It was a gnarly missile. Now, do they? Okay, when, when you're, what is an infantry like? How many people are in the infantry? Like, if you're going into like, uh, uh, I don't know, a, a battle. See, this is this is where I get really bad at stuff because I feel like I should know the correct terminology and stuff, and I don't. But like, if they say, okay, over there's the enemy. Go over there. We're gonna send in. And what is that? Well, there's a division. So the, the breakdown of, of the infantry unit, shall we say, um, it, the smallest level is a team and that's your team leader and then three soldiers. And that it okay. makes up a, a grenade launcher, a machine gun, the saw, which is what I ended up carrying for like four and a half years of my six years in the army, mm -hmm. five and a half years in the army, um, a rifleman and the team leader. So there's two M M4s. Uh, 203, which is the grenade launcher, and then the saw, the 249. Oh, wow. So there's two teams per squad, so nine guys per squad. Each platoon has three squads and then a heavy machine gun team. Um, and maybe two, actually. I don't remember exactly. It's been some years. So a platoon is roughly something like 30 or 40 people something like that. And okay. then there's four platoons in a company, four or four line companies in a battalion plus an entire platoon of just uh headquarters guys, mortars and logistics and that oh, kind of wow. stuff. And then, you know, x amount of battalions per brigade and so on and so forth. So, what gave what, what did they see in a young Valhalla that said we need to give him assault? <laughs> Cuz Cause I'm, I'm a stockier guy, right? I'm a, a wider dude. And 
they I just I can carry things and so they gave me heavy things to carry and that's I mean, I've been wondering I wonder I've been wondering that since you said hey, I was a gym rat and yeah. since then I've been wanting to ask you is it so you had to carry the heavy stuff yeah they like to give me the heavy stuff um how much how many pounds of stuff do you have on you um I don't remember the answer to that uh but I know like when I was in full gear it, you know I was weighing over 300 pounds and I was probably two fifteen, somewhere between like two five and two twenty my entire military career. Oh wow. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean you sound like a big dude. I'm <laughs> not like I'm not like, well, like huge, but like but I think isn't the average like military like one fifty? I don't know. It's a lot smaller than I yeah. was, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um and those saws, they weigh like twenty something pounds, right? Um, Just if like I the gun itself spitting off the top of my head, I think it was something like 23, 24 pounds, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah, man. They're, um, uh, they're not light. They're not light. No, they're not. They're not. Um, so, okay. Um, so you're in Iraq now, the, the, um, invasion forces left mm-hmm. and you're thinking, great, we're just doing housekeeping. Not exactly. No. Um, it was it was wild. Uh, OF two was it, I I describe it as like the Wild West. Like we didn't we <laughs> we were driving around in like cargo Humvees, so like our Humvees weren't armored at all. Bullets had come through them. There wasn't like a it was it was a cab, a two seater cab, and then an open bed in the back. And we actually we oh, so yeah. we we went to Kuwait first, and then. Um, I partook in the largest ground convoy the U.S. Army has ever done. And we convoyed all the way from Kuwait to northern Iraq over the course of three days, I think. Man, that would be awesome to see, like, uh, aerial footage of that. Well, that was the the point, right, is we, we drove... For three days, nonstop, the entire country's major highway had just u.s military vehicles driving on it nonstop for three days it was a show of force it was a look how big and oh, bad we awesome. are be impressed that's awesome it, it's, it sucked at the time but yeah it was pretty cool yeah, you're like why can't we just fly there right man when we flew over there's a, there's this airport called baghdad <laughs> airport like can we just uh you know go back land there well it's, you know, you're we basically driving for three days in the back of a pickup and as the saw gunner, my my position in the back of said pickup was standing up with my saw on the roof of the. Oh, it, it was it was ridiculous. Yeah, you get there and it's like you have like your your the line from your goggles, and it's like the rest. I just imagine your skin is just kind just of like dust. peeled back. Just yeah. dust. Oh gosh, especially that sand over there. I, I hear is a, a different type of sand. Yeah, it's like it may not even be sand. It's like a it's like dust sand or something. It's it's like as fine as the stuff you would put in like a sandblaster. Like it's it's very fine particles. I was finding that sand in boxes and stuff for years afterwards. I'm glad you said boxes. Yeah, big like Rubbermaid stuff. Um, so <clears throat> I'm looking here in the chat, guys. So here's what's going on. Um, this is streaming from my channel and it is piggybacking on Valhalla's. Yes, it please is. everybody. Um, make sure that you subscribe to Valhalla and please make sure you're subscribed to me. I'd appreciate it. I'm, um, still fighting that downloads spiral, man. 
It's uh, I'm running people off. Uh, Why am I having a hard time sharing this? What are you trying to share? Your got it. I'm an idiot. Uh-oh. Disregard. I got it figured out. No, I'm going to put expert link in chat just in case people. Oh, yeah. I don't know how that looks, there. like how that goes uh, back and forth. Well, it's kind of weird in my stream yard. I can, I see my chat and your chat. Yeah. It's like, and I can respond. Bob, Bob, and he's on your, ch and your channel. And then here's like, uh, uh, Darth Hideous is on mine. So yeah, it's crazy. And then I can actually comment, but I'm pretty sure it only goes to my chat. And actually, we should find out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it does. Your chat, um, because I don't see your chat on my YouTube. So I've got two screens up I'm looking at. Yep. Only yeah. goes to my chat. That's crazy. Isn't that cool? It is cool. It's very neat. I've never done that before. So this is a first experience for me. And I appreciate you letting me piggyback. Dude, I love this. I, I love the technology. I love the idea of it. Um, I think it's, it's great. I think it's great for channels to to grow with now when you put uh, when how did we'll we'll talk later about the youtube sure. part of it okay so you you're right in the back of this truck um let me ask let's fast forward to if you don't mind the meat and potatoes i guess okay um when did you first go to combat like how long after you got to your base Okay, after in your big convoy and everything. No, like oh, in, in Iraq. In Iraq, yeah. Okay, so technically, um, the the verbiage is of me being in combat was when I landed in Kuwait or possibly when we got to Iraq. I guess Kuwait. I don't know if it was combat technically, but um, so once we got into country, then you're technically in combat. But so you're uh, always your head's always on a swivel at that time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. When we on that convoy, we hit one IED, but it was nowhere close to me i didn't see it and they got in a little firefight and, but i i i have no idea who or when or why that's a huge convoy yeah it was absolutely ginormous yeah. absolutely huge um so okay just technically you're in combat but when did you get said like okay i mean just for for uh a visual effect because we were talking about platoon so it's like you know like i imagine you right now as charlie sheen's character uh, you're you're in you're in country and it's like okay we're gonna go out on patrol. Is that what you did? Is they say okay you have to go out here on patrol or they say hey listen we got insurgents over here. Um yeah no we would do a lot of patrolling. Uh we would do a lot of raids. We would hit um specific towns. We would hit specific compounds if we thought that there was some somebody there or something going on there. And then we would we would go to like different villages out in the middle of the desert and basically just shake the whole village down and see what we could find. And we would that was pretty much every day. A lot of door kicking and yelling and fun stuff. Oh wow. So when I don't know, man, like when was the what's that feel like? The first time you're sitting there going Oh man, like my life's in danger. I don't know that I remember like the first time that I was in combat, like a you, like you just, real you combat just built for it, man. You, you well, no, it's no, man. I don't. You're I don't, trained. Yes, you're trained, and it, I was never 
built for it. Like there, there probably was some dudes that were built for it, right? That that were I don't know. I think there's probably some level of like psychopathy involved with with some of it. But you know, for me, it was always like I was always terrified. I was always terrified. Never once was I not terrified that I was about to die when things were popping off. But it's just a matter of doing what you're supposed to do, what you're trained to do, and making sure that you and your boys get home. And that was kind of the way I looked at it. The way I looked at it was, you know, it, if if something is standing in between me and coming home, like they're going to lose, and that sucks for them. But that's just kind that's of awesome. the mentality that I had to take. So, you know, that uh, – that... That statement is if it's between me and them and coming home, you're you're gonna lose. Um, that always. is something that uh, um, I'm always thinking about, like how like law enforcement, you know, here, like police. It's you know a few years ago, it was big on you know bashing the police. And I'm like, you know, there's nothing worse than for a cop to get told, you know, get it on the radio that he has to go to a domestic. Especially if it's like you know, it's close to the end of his shift, right? Um, because those are so dangerous. Um, and it's you know, at the end of the day, it's uh, that cop wants to go home, they want to see their family, yeah. And that's... because you know, you're sitting there, um, I don't know, playing, I just, yeah. playing FF games, yeah, yeah, right? And it's, I don't know, it's uh. It's a hard position for a for a person to be in, period. It's a hard yeah. it's a hard position for anybody, man or woman, to to put their life on the line every day and it's just it's just a hard thing mentally to deal with. I can imagine. I can imagine. Um yeah, that's just man. See, I, I'm worried, like, it's like me, you know, because you, you try to imagine yourself, try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Me, I think, would, I'm always like, man, I, I would get lazy, or I would just, I would quit paying attention. I, uh, you know, I th- I'd start seeing desert squirrels. And <laughs> I would, <laughs> not a lot of squirrels in the desert. Not a lot of squirrels in the desert. Evidently, they have great big spiders over there, though. Camel but, spiders. Yeah, if you play yeah. around with those, I figured um, you'd have one in a tank back there. There, well, I wasn't in a tank. I was no, I was like in a aquarium type deal. Oh no, they're gross. I'm not a huge spider fan. Like, I'm into weird pets, so I guess I would, I'd be okay with keeping one, a tra- like a tarantula or something. But Ms. Mahal would never let that happen, and I'm okay with it. I'm not trying to push that yeah. line. Yeah, I'm yeah, okay with no. it. No, we don't need that. No. Um. Okay. So let me fast forward because this is a, a very distinct thing. This when. when you, you started to share this with me is I asked you if you'd be okay talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I forgot the name again, man. I'm so sorry. Cause I'd never heard of it. And I, it, it just completely blew my mind. It was right before about, the battle of yes. Fallujah. Um, the battle of Samara, which I believe Samara. was code, uh, Baton Rouge. Operation Baton Rouge is that make is that yeah. sound right? Well, yeah, when I was looking at it, yeah, I think that's what it was called. Yeah, um, yeah, that was that was a that was a rough one, man. That was rough. So you guys are, I mean, you're sitting around um, playing ping pong and, and stuff at the base, but I, right? That's what all yeah. the that's spades what spades and dominoes is usually yeah, what it was. Oh, well, okay, yeah. yeah. Hollywood hasn't lied to me. No spades um, and dominoes, and they said, "Hey guys." Come here real quick. We're gonna do. We're gonna, you know, 
draws straws. We're going to go. Uh, we have a new operation. And uh, when you're, you're, how does that work? I don't know. I mean, like, how do you. So let me explain a little bit, I guess. Um, my first deployment to Iraq, we, my unit was used as a QRF, a quick reaction force. We were a light infantry unit, which meant that mostly like we were walking or with Humvees. We didn't have the Bradleys. We didn't have the the big mech. We weren't um, airborne. Like we were, we were light. We would go in with rucksacks. And for the first deployment, I, I don't think we ever really unpacked our bags. We were, I was in every, almost every major city in Iraq, that first deployment. So Samara, when Samara was popping off, there was a strong, there was a, I can't remember who it was, but there was some dude that was getting a bunch of guys riled up and they were kind of getting militant and, and doing a lot of nastiness. Right. So they sent us in with, um, I think it was big red one, oh, wow. which is a, which is a mech unit. And they had, you know, the Abrams and the Bradleys, they had the big fighting vehicles, armored vehicles. So, when we went into Samara, we literally pushed and cleared every building in the city. We started on one end and checked every building and a house in the city all the way till we got it cleared and finished. Mm -hmm. And then after we finished clearing it, we had to hold it for like 30 days before we got replaced and they kept it on lockdown with a different unit. So that, um, that that was probably the the sketchiest mission I was ever a part of. That one sucked. Samara? Yeah. I went 30 days without a shower in Samara. Are you kidding me? You get to a point where your your skin hurts. You're so dirty. Uh, especially with I mean we're just talking about like that awful sand that's over there. Well, and you're you got to remember too, you're wearing a, you know, a bulletproof vest, so it's Yeah. Like everything that you sweat between here and your waist, it stays there. That salt just seeps into your BDUs. You can take your BDUs off and, and after they dry, you could just stand them on end and they would stand straight up because all the salt in them. I can imagine you uh, discovered some new, new humanly smells. Oh, man. <laughs> so I stopped wearing underwear for like 15 years because of the desert. Okay, dude, it wouldn't be. It I was too be, hot, bro. I wouldn't be it was too hot. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I just wanted to know. I mean, that was, you answered it. That was it, man. It was that too hot. Sense. Yeah. Desert, it'd be like 100 and something degrees every day. It's too hot. The white rabbit made me start wearing underwear. I do now. I do now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's weird, man. Why are these chicks, they're, they're just like, they like to cramp our style. You know, making all these rules. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. So when you're in uh, Samara, like, how do you guys, I imagine you probably, you need to be resupplied often. We, it was set up. They would, um, my first sergeant was, no, that wasn't that first sergeant. We had, I I do remember our first sergeant was driving around um, trying to get, you know, he'd, he'd, bring us hot meals which were garbage they were like the sea rats so it was like the tin stuff but oh. they'd heat it up and then he'd try to bring it out to us and get us some hot food when he could and make sure you know water and bullets and that whole nine 
he was that dude was nuts he'd be driving all over the city just bringing supplies to people and who is this he was one of the senior enlisted in the company the first sergeant yeah he's the the guy in charge the senior most in charge of a company and he's just like how does he i mean driving all over the city like he's he's going to like other units and stuff saying hey i, I mean it sounds like he's i don't know it's like a well, they know post-apocalyptic they, uh, traveler. You know, it's uh, imagine him like a uh, horse and buggy. He's like, "Hey, what no, you got no, today? no." He had a Humvee, and and you know, he'd bring. I don't know if it was one, two, or three Humvees, but they, you know, they they knew where we were at all times. We had communication with them. They had battle plans. They knew exactly where everybody was. So they they had their headquarters, CCP talk, whatever you want to call it, and then they, you know. He'd come out and try to keep us all going. Man, you don't think about like you know, as a civilian, you don't right. think about somebody like that. Well, luckily, you know, the the U.S. has made it so that the average person doesn't have to understand battle plans, and that's that's okay in my book. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, man, that's amazing. Uh, so, okay, you're in Samara. You're. Did you know that Fallujah was a thing? That was about to happen? When Fallujah happened, we were sitting out in the desert in these stupid tents waiting to go in. I was very well aware of Fallujah. We were we were on standby. The Marines but, didn't well, let us come in. The Marines but hold on, but, but you, what, Samara was first because it, it's like a neighboring town. Okay. I don't right, remember like, the I don't remember. Yeah, it was very nearby. And I don't yeah. remember I don't remember the order of events, but I do know that when Fallujah was going on, we were on standby waiting f- to go in, but the Marines wouldn't, they didn't want the Army's help. And you had already, but you'd already finished tomorrow, right? Uh, I can't, if you tell me that, I believe you. I don't really remember exactly. I think so. I, I think so. I don't remember what, see, I was looking for it today and I was like, man, I knew I'd forget the name. Um, but okay, so, but you were on standby to go to Fallujah. Yeah. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were sitting there waiting to go in, and we were all ready. We were all, you know, gun ho, but the Marines kept denying us the ability to come in, and uh, you know, we'd, we'd hear about how many people were dying every day, and I think there was a helicopter that crashed or a jet that crashed or something, something that uh, we were all pretty pissed off that we couldn't go in. So this is the uh, this is the first battle of Fallujah then, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it's holy cow, man. Yeah, yeah. That part that part wasn't so fun. No, it's not. It's not at all. Um, so is it, is it politics? You think like like I mean I say politics, a little bit like it's not Democratic. Not Republican yeah, politics. not it's red like, blue. No, we're the we're the Marines. We're yes. gonna. We're not gonna let the army come in. Yes, and, that's exactly uh, what it is. One of the but, one of the big issues that I ended up having with the army was the politics, and it. I guess as a young man, I didn't realize it, but now that I'm getting a little older, every group has the same issues. Anytime yeah. you get a group together and people buying for power and notoriety, they all have the same. It all ends the same. It all has the same different dynamics that all suck. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and military advantages, it really, I don't know, it amazes me. I have a, uh, like I said, I've got a, uh, I have a, a friend of mine who was uh, in the Navy. And as soon as he got uh, to, uh, was it Maryland? Because um, he was an officer. And he's like, yeah, I need to be back on a ship. <laughs> and, you know, it just is the politics of it. He realized that he, at that point, he, um, I don't know, didn't, his, his ambitions changed. And so, uh, but that was part of his original plan. I never knew a guy had his whole life figured out. I was like, man, that's pretty cool. Um, that was part of the, the, the guy was like, yeah, I need to get back on a ship. Right. Yeah. That was a big part of the, the problem in my second deployment that okay. I just couldn't wrap my head around. We ended up switching my, my platoon specifically ended up changing leadership several times in the last like two years of my, my military career. I think I probably had four or five different platoon sergeants and most of them came from admin roles where they had no idea how to, how to fight a battle. The, you know, the actual ground tactics, they were more doing roles where they were, counting beans and making sure supplies were where they're supposed to be and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So we were getting ready for the second deployment and they like four platoon sergeants in a row would come in and they were just trash. They had no idea how to fight. They had no idea how to run a, a platoon, no idea how to lead a group of men that were, were ready to go. And it, it just, I couldn't, couldn't deal with it anymore. And I ended up, getting out shortly after my second deployment. Okay, so, I mean, I mean, that's just, I don't know, this, this is, there's so many things going on in my head right now. Okay. Um, all very focused, so I, I know uh, uh, Miami Spice usually likes to uh, put up a, a squirrel emoji when I say, what's going on? But yeah, I, know it's, I know what's going on, it's just I'm trying to, to figure out how to relate it to, I don't know, just like what you, what you know, and I don't know. It's like it's like for me. Um, so like I love well, I love history. So like Vietnam uh, is a big deal, and it's like it was always was the uh, lieutenants that, that would come in, and they didn't have any um, um, uh, like they were like fresh out of officer school or whatever. They had never been. Well, into a you got to go in there. And it's like, you know, you got to remember that the lieutenants are young men. They're young men straight out of college. Mm -hmm. They went to a, most of them at least, or several of them went to a, a different college, right? Some of them, you know, they went to military schools for the most part, not always, but excuse me. They're, they're young men though. They're only 21, 22 years old. They've never really led men, and they certainly haven't led men that, you know, like, for example, my second deployment, if you're a, a, an LT for me, I've, I've already spent 13 and a half months in combat. Like, my second deployment, if you're an LT, you're about my age, and you have no clue what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, you know your leadership stuff. Sure, I'll give you that. But it, so it, it, it kind of... It works out in the end. The way it's designed works, but it's like a lot of the, you know, the guys, the Joes that, that know their yeah. stuff. It's like, okay, LT, we hear you. Let us do our thing now. 
Oh, wow. So, okay. Before, and I will forget this. So, yeah, this is what happened in your second deployment. So your first, how do you, how does that work? So you, your first deployment, and then they said, okay, you've been in country for too long, and they pull you, you pull all you guys back, or? That's, um, no, so sort of. What what happens is the first deployment, we go over there, and, and you're scheduled for a 12-month deployment. You're scheduled, mm-hmm. the Army does one-year deployment. Different branches do different deployment lengths. The Army, at the time, did 12 months. So we were in country, and uh, we were, we, <laughs> we were getting ready to, to leave, right? We were getting ready to pack all, we were starting to pack all our stuff up. We had moved to a different, um, a different part of the base where we're like, we're inspecting all of our gear and taking account of everything. And then, uh, we got extended. Mm-hmm. We got extended and, ended up having to go back to like work and keep it, 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 it like we were supposed to do a 12 month. We ended up doing 13 and a half months, the first appointment. Oh, wow. So, so then after that you, you come back and how long are you back for? Um, so the way the army's a bitch, man. hold on, but real quick before I do that, Guava Ball said, thank you for your service Val from one military family to another. Your stories are what I've heard from uh, friends and family who served at the same time you did. It was it was Guava. common. It was very common. Love you, brother. Um, Guava, love you. <laughs> um, but anyway, so you, 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 how long is it that you were back between deployments? That's what I was. So, it, so what happened when we got back? Um, the army is going to do what the army needs to do, right? So when I got back, I think I only had a year and a half left on my initial contract. So what they what they do is they they send you to a different unit that's getting ready to deploy, and the the military in your contract has something called a stop loss, mm-hmm. where they can keep you in. I don't remember the exact amount of time they can keep you in, but what they can do is send you to a unit that's about to deploy, and then say, "Oh, well, you have to finish this deployment." And you have to stay in longer than your initial contract. Mm-hmm. So I signed up for four years. I got back oh. after a couple months. They sent me to a different brigade that was getting ready to deploy again, and I ended up having to do five and a half years in the army on a four-year contract. And I, I, I actually went on my second deployment to Iraq a week after I was supposed to get out of the military. Oh, Seven geez. days to the day. That burns, then, bro. So I I ended up doing fifteen months in Iraq after I was already supposed to get out, and then having to get back after that and clear, get all all the check marks done before I could come home and be done. Oh, dude. Yeah, they don't tell you about that in the recruiter's no, office. No, no, no. Nah. I and there's there's like some sort of deal like if if there was such a. Uh, um an emergency for troops like aren't you like always can be recalled back uh oh so there's um there's a i can't remember the name of it at the moment but you have when you enlist in the military even if you enlist on a a two-year contract you Mm -hmm. have an eight-year obligation 
So up to that eight years, the military can technically call you back, even if you've been out of the military for six of those eight years. There's something when you get out, you're supposed to go to something called muster. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to like go check in at, at the nearest National Guard armory and keep on record. And I didn't do any of that. Didn't well, do. Don't a, say that. This hey, is a, this, this was on, this is um, this, this is was 13 years ago. Event. My theory was this: that if they yeah. wanted me, they would tell me they wanted me to be there. Nobody ever found me. Nobody ever told me. I'm not too worried about it. Well, maybe maybe they're looking at you right now. I don't know. Let them. Um, let them. They ain't taking my crazy ass. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> let's see. So, you, you go back, and what was it on the second? Uh, I guess it was the second one is when you went to um, Samara, right? No, the first one was Samara. That's the first one? The first okay, one. so your second one, what, what was different about it then than the first time? Um. Well, the first, I actually got, um, I actually had a pretty significant head injury in the first deployment. Uh, oh, you, excuse me, you had a very significant head injury? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm not really even sure what happened. It wasn't like because of enemy contact or nothing like that. It was, it was, it was a really, it was weird. I don't really even know what happened. But I ended up passing out and busting the back of my head open real bad. Mm-hmm. I hit like a, so the rooms we were in were those like metal containers converted into like apartments with like ACs. So they a call shipping them, container. Mm-hmm. They call them connexes. So are you sure this was in the military and not in some like a uh, deep op? Like, um, <laughs> no, it was in the, it was in the army. No, no, okay, no. Okay. That was because we were QRF, right? Like, so that it that worked to house us. We were we used them like, I don't know, a week a month or something when we yeah. weren't doing stupidness. But I, I I apparently ended up passing out and falling backwards on the lock that that closed the door. And then, oh wow, I don't have any memory of that. And I, the next thing that I remember now, I didn't remember anything at all when it happened but i remember being in like the bathroom which is like a community bathroom and i remember being in there like washing my head off in the sink because i was bleeding everywhere and uh some dude was in there like talking to me about dvds because i had a big dvd collection that i let people borrow because it you know what else are you gonna do and he was talking to me about this dvd that he borrowed and i was like ah and i ended up like and that was the last thing I remember before I woke up in the dirt with a bunch of dudes laying around or standing over me, looking at me. But apparently I walked around for a little while and like had a conversation with this guy and I ended up getting a bunch of stitches in the back of my head. They might've acted me to Baghdad. I had to lay on a helicopter with a, a, the stretcher above me. The, the flight nurse was breathing for him the whole time on the flight to Baghdad. Talk about traumatic, bro. I'm laying there like, I, I bumped my head. I don't know what happened, but this guy's barely alive. What am I doing on this bird? It was bad. Dude, I can't. I mean, you, you said that with a smile, man. I mean, that's, well, that's all. Like, Dude, you're, you're, you're the Hulk, man. I mean, that's just, <laughs> I mean, you're impervious, dude. That's crazy. I mean, whoa. 
I didn't feel like it at the time. Didn't feel like it at the time. Oh man, like I'm speechless to that. Um, so when did you find out it was serious? Was that on the helicopter? No, when I woke up and there was like 15 dudes standing over me, all looking at me, and I was like, "Oh, something's wrong." Did you still have pants on? I did. I did still have pants on. No, I had I had my BDU pants and a t-shirt. I didn't even have a BDU top. And that's what they sent me to Baghdad with. I was in Baghdad for like three days before I... And you have to find your own ride back when you get medevac to Baghdad. Right. Wait so I had second. to like... They, they took you over there, man. That's a... Bro. They just dropped you off in the middle of Baghdad. That sounds like a... Well, I was like a, a base. Yeah, but it sounds like it'll be like a heavy metal song or something. <laughs> dropped off in the middle of Baghdad. Like bombs over Baghdad? That's a song. Oh, that is a song, isn't that it? That is a song. Yeah. Black Eyed Peas? Yeah, I thought I, I um, had a reference there. I don't know you did where good. that came from. You did good. I did, yes. Uh, so you're like, okay, so cool. I'm all sewn up. Uh, I got to get back to where I, my stuff is. I got to go check out my DVDs. I can make sure I, I rewound them. <laughs> you know? And I was there for like, three days, and all I had with me, all I had with me was a pair of pants, the T-shirt, socks, and boots that I was wearing. Didn't have nothing else. Took three days to find a helicopter that was going back to my base. How do you do that? I don't know how to hitchhike uh, on a helicopter. They had a, a thing set up where you could, you know, you'd go check in with the desk and they tell you what flights were coming in and out every like day. Like radar from MASH? Something along those lines, yeah. yeah. Dude, this is the most crazy thing I've ever heard of. I'm not trying to make light of any of this. This is just No, so that was pretty wild. That was pretty wild. So, the, okay, um, so in in there's a I have an actual kind of funny story and it's kind of gross. I don't know. Okay. About the the head wound there. Yeah. So you know, by the time I get to Baghdad, I'm I'm back to being myself. And believe it or not, then I was a, a little more happy-go-lucky than I am now, even. Huh. But uh, so it's it's some officer, doctor, and then a an enlisted E4 female, some some female that was like a nurse or something along those lines. And she was all excited about you know because I'm I'm being flirty like I usually am, and and she's having fun, Doc's having fun. And they're all looking at this big gash on the back of my head. And she, she asked me if she can sew it up. And I'm like, yeah, sure. If you want to, like, I don't care. So she's all excited that she gets to do the sutures. Right. Cause they wanted to do staples. And I was like, dude, you're not putting staples in the back of my head. Just so no, that doesn't sound like a good time. No, I'm not going to let you staple the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not happening. So this little girl, she starts to suture and she, she gets the needle and it pops through. This Pop might be a little what? dark. My scalp, the, the skin. Okay. Yeah, it's supposed to do that. Right. And she, it it made like a popping noise, and this girl lost her cookies. She was like, mm-mm, can't do it, can't do it. And she left. She immediately left. So the, the one doc, doing the sewing. Yeah. So the doc finished it all up for her, and she ended up coming back and seeing me a couple hours later, right after she got her stuff together and it was all done. And she's all apologizing, and I'm like, it's fine. No big deal. But apparently there was something about the fact that it was a scalp that really bugged her, and she she about lost her cookies all over me. But she asked to, to oh, do yeah. it, though. Oh, yeah. She's, she'd done sutures before. She was excited to do them. It was, she said it was something about where, the, where it was on my body, my head. She couldn't do it. So 
So did you just tell her, you'd be like, well, you know, you can make that up to me by uh, <laughs> going back to Baghdad with me or, or wherever you were. Getting out of Baghdad with me. Yes. Give it, yeah. Yeah. No. You no. Didn't, you no. didn't have movie night? No. I stank, you know? man. I, I I hadn't taken a shower. I was. Did you was get one day. while you were in Baghdad? What? A shower? A helicopter. Yes. I didn't have any. I didn't have any way to take a shower. I didn't have any soap, towels. I didn't have nothing. I didn't have anything other than the the boots, socks, jeans, and or not jeans, but BDU pants and t-shirt. They don't provide you soap? Hell no. Dude, Hell that no. Sounds like a nightmare, man. It was just it was it it sucked. It was absolutely dumb. But it was like three days where I just I was just waiting to try to get back. That was all I was trying to do. Pastor Rapture says you can't have your corpsman take uh, staples out. They can do stitches though. Another great story. So mm, I didn't know that. Wow. I had my medic cut the stitches out, if I remember right. My my line medic. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, hopefully you didn't do that yourself. I just imagine you go back there and be like, "Oh, those be fun," you know, and like zip, and then like you start hearing pop, 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 pop. I think I just had the doc do it. Yeah, that's that's smart. So, was that your only head injury? That was my significant head injury, I suppose. Yeah. Did they hold on? Wait, did they ever figure out why? Did they ever have a concern about? They chalked it up to dehydration, basically. I, I hate to say it, but that happens, right? I mean, yeah, no. It, so it was it was one of our rare days off, right? And we were doing um, uh, inspections, so everybody had to clean their gear and then get it inspected. But but it was a pretty chill day, and we had you know most of the afternoon to ourselves after that. And I remember I was watching a, a DVD in my little metal container house, and uh, I hadn't seen anybody in a couple hours. And it was, mm-hmm. was kind of odd. And I remember thinking, like, where is everybody? And I remember walking out the door. And I kind of looked down the hallway. Not hallway, but, like, there's a row of these connexes. So there's, like, a, a walkway, like a 10-foot, 15-foot wide walkway. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking both ways down the walkway and not seeing anybody. And that was the last thing I remember. Before you fell? Mm-hmm. That's so weird, man. That's so weird. Um, not weird for like, I'm not saying like you're, you're weird telling the story that weird just happened to you. It's just, uh, it was a weird situation. Yeah. Dehydration stuff, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, everybody's probably dehydrated and doesn't realize it. Uh, real quick, Texas Jen, uh, ask uh, how long after you got out of the military, did you get married? Oh, a long time. Real long time. Thankfully, I, I, I was a hot mess after I got out of the military, y'all. I was I was hyped up and quick to swing and you know quick to scream at people. I was I was not a pleasant person for a long time after I got. Yeah, out you're like there. I just got out of the sandbox. Uh, real yeah. quick, I just saw this comment here. Is X-wing? I don't know if I know this channel, but the thumbnail got me. Uh, X-wing, welcome to it. This is um, uh, I I have the original stream. Valhalla is uh, doing the piggyback thing. And um, so it looks like you're on Valhalla's, and he is a uh, what is what's the war called? It's not the Iraq War. It's um, War on Terror. War on Terror was technically the the name of it. Yeah, the Global and, War on Terrorism, Operation OIF, Operation Iraqi Freedom. 
Oh, Iraqi Freedom. Yes, In yes. Afghanistan, it was OEF, Operation Enduring Freedom. Did you ever go to Afghanistan? No, no, no. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, dudes were walking up mountains every day. Not a place for a fat dude. I hate to tell you, but uh, in the area where you live, there's... Um, quite a bit of mountains in east tennessee yeah, it's kind of different it's kind of different mountains though kind of a little bit a little bit you don't start at like what is it like a, a one mile uh elevation or something um so okay uh what was it um oh crud i just totally lost where i was going with that when i talked about um uh, uh afghanistan um oh maybe it's the i have a head injury so um when so did you decide did you ever want to be life in the military no no when i when i my my initial motivation was to pay for college mm -hmm. and then 9 11 happened and i was like well i signed up and i'm i'm no bitch so let's go do this that's awesome man that's awesome um what was uh you know what okay there's so many things because now now I'm going through my head because I didn't I didn't know this about you about getting um, uh, medevaced out and all the the cool thing with the stitches and all that all that coolness um, yeah so I, I'm I'm trying to go back in, in my head things that we had talked about that I want to touch on uh, one of the things that you had said to me once can I a, um, yeah totally interrupt the flow of the conversation because yeah, I got a break real bad uh, no problem man give no me problem. about a minute and a half y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully oh his microphone is turned off um so anyway guys uh you are this is a dual stream of a hollow weights he is a he's a he's a dude <laughs> i mean just like like the 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 dude from the big lebowski is how i initially saw him as i was like man who's this guy like there's somebody new sucked into the algorithm um and then we started hanging out and he he reminds me a lot of a friend of mine uh that uh and of course now he is a friend of mine uh but uh his some of the stories he said about being uh in country in iraq just really got me and i'm uh, uh i'm very honored to be able to uh introduce him to his stream this is his first stream over there Oh, he's back. That was faster than a minute and a half. I didn't go to the deck this time. I actually used the bathroom. That's amazing how indoor plumbing works. Much quicker. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, um, well, listen, I was going to say... Um, <laughs> Miss Ball, I like that one. I know. I know. <laughs> Shizzy says you need to wiggle. I'm not wiggling for nobody. No, I think he's talking because you went to the bathroom. The shake. I think he was talking about yes. your silly little wiggle clip that you play. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, but I'm, wiggle, I'm wiggle, not, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Yeah, I, well, this is a serious conversation. I, I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt you with stupid my my stupid clicks, and I always mess them up anyway. Um, but th this, uh, you told me this story that I just think is awesome. And by the way, Shizzy, thank you so much for reminding Valhalla to um, practice good hygiene. Uh, <laughs> Shizzy, you're, you're a bro. I oh, I love him. I love him. Um, you told a story about a guy you were um, in Samara 
um, and they were doing a breach. And a guy thought it'd be a great idea to <laughs> use my grenade launcher point blank at a door. Yeah. Well, he wasn't point blank, but he wasn't far enough. So the he way used a grenade launcher to begin with. So you, yeah. you, you want it to describe like plan. what grenade launcher? We understand. So the you know? so the, the two hundred three I described earlier as as a basic part of a a team in the infantry, right? The the grenade launcher, the two hundred three. What it is is a it's a little launcher they put on the bottom of an M four, and it shoots a forty millimeter grenade. And the way that grenade works is it has to to leave the barrel of the two hundred three, and then it has to spin. I think it's seventeen rotations to arm. And after that 17th rotation, then on contact, it explodes. So that 17 rotations takes X amount of feet. And I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Yeah. But clearly from the back of the hallway, they didn't get the full 17 rotations. So now they have a grenade. They launch at this door. And I I was on the building op, like across the street, like pulling Overwatch with my machine gun, because that's what machine guns do. And it... We, <laughs> you could hear everything happening, and we've got the radios going too, right? So you can hear the radios, and you hear the boom, ping, 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 and you hear on the radio, grenade, 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 and all nine dudes in the squad just come barreling out of the building <laughs> and never go back in. We never went back in. <laughs> that seems but you know that seems like a great way of like um like clearing a, a building is you just stand outside and start screaming grenade 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 and then wait to not. see who comes outside well if they don't speak english it's it's kind of doesn't work that way they'll learn quickly <laughs> big boom uh, that doesn't work. free goat rides i don't know um, I've never seen dudes move so fast in my entire life. Oh, dude. I mean, you told me that, man. It, that's just, it still gets me. Um, because I, I can imagine that the sound, I mean, it, it hitting and then just that. It just, boom, boom. It's like everything goes silent in your entire world. And all you hear <laughs> is each little dink, you know, dink, dink, dink down the hallway. And I got to be thinking that if, if it needs like that, those 17 rotations, let's say it got, who knows? You don't know. Did he get three? Did he get 13? And as it's bouncing back, is that another rotation in that grenade? Yeah. Mind? Yeah, it certainly is. Every time it bounces, it's still spinning. So the next yes. bounce could be the last bounce if you catch my drift. Oh, dude. Yeah, was, I can imagine. It was, uh, it was intense, man. It was intense. So, um, what did, um, uh, what did that, um, did he get in trouble no no to 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 breach that so that building if i remember right was actually a water treatment facility if i remember right and to mm -hmm. breach into that building we ended up using a tank and just driving over the wall we called it in a tank they broke oh, wow. in the wall and then we just kind of it was dude it was it was wild it was it was war it wasn't like a A lot of crazy shit happened in Iraq. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you say is, I don't know. What, what's, what's something that nobody would believe? 
Is that a correct thing to say? I, I guess not. Um, what is something that, you, like a, a rarity, like, you know, here you are, you're this kid out of high school. Um, you know, the, you know what I learned out of high school was don't take ADM classes. I got a feeling you learned a little bit more than I did. What would you say to, to like that or something? Well, I, I, I'm not sure how to respond to that exactly, but I would say uh, you're all much more capable than what you give yourself credit for physically and mentally. That's what I would say. You know, what's funny about this, I thought about that when you, you talked about being on that helicopter. I was like, you, I couldn't imagine you know, you, you wake up and you're like, that dude, that nurse is, is breathing for that person. And it's... It was like a two-hour flight. I had to listen to that the whole time. And was a, that was a rough one. Yeah, yeah. Did you... Were there any other... Was there any injuries you had or... Um, not in, I guess like anything well, that I've, happened to you besides that, besides the, uh, the um, dehydration yeah. fall? So, so for those that don't know, I am a disabled vet. Um, mm -hmm. I, I have TBI, traumatic brain injury, um, PTSD and tinnitus. My ears ring a lot. Uh, and, and in addition to that one major head wound, I've been blown up probably five or six times just driving down the road and big bombs go off. And, you know, it turns out as they have found since that's not so good for the human brain. It, it apparently those shock waves create little bubbles in your in your brain, and uh, it yeah they say it's not so good. Well, I could imagine, I could imagine. Uh, did were did you get concussions from this? Yes, many. Oh, many, do you many. Know how many. many you've had? No idea. Um, what's the um, what's the the thing that it. I can't remember its initials. I think it deals with concussions. CTE? Yeah, CTE. Is that something you worry about? Um, no, not no. What at this point, it's not something that I'm going to be able to change, right? Yeah. It's not like you can take back concussions. It's not like you can take back the so the adapt. amount of brain trauma that you've experienced in your life. What you can do is hopefully understand some of the effects that that may have on you as a person and try to try to not let it take control try to try to avoid some of the negative aspects of those things um man i just i don't think i've ever had a concussion lucky you yeah yeah um I know that like there's people that are like, yeah, I probably should have gone checked. Not me, but like they've said, oh yeah, I was supposed to get checked for a concussion, but I didn't have it. And, you know, whatever. Um, what's that? I mean, you're blown up. You said six times, something like that, five or six. Do you remember my first be... one? No. I remember. I remember. No. I do remember, um, you know, a couple of them. I couldn't tell you when or where or who was there or what deployment it was. 
Um, but I do remember specifically some of like the the really bad ones that other people hit. Because like I got pretty lucky, right? Like I got yeah. all ten fingers, all ten toes, and yeah, I I can still function for the most part, I guess. Like I, you know, I can still put words. I think together. you function great. Yeah, all right. You have an easier time putting words together than I do. Okay, maybe. maybe. Trust me, it's very true. Very true. Um, so what is? Do you remember anything about them? I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Okay, let me start back on this. Okay. What was, you You said, were they all roadside bombs? Mine, yes. And were they bombs or were they IEDs? What did you, did you ever face? What did you, uh, let's go with that. Were they bombs or IEDs? Um. So... A bomb is is technically, I guess I don't know the difference between a bomb and an IED. An improvised explosive device is is basically somebody taking what they have and making it explode. Uh, I consider a bomb like you know be like, uh, and that's what it was going to give me the second part of the question. But yeah, it's like a military type. Okay, so um, could be both. Like a lot yeah. of the IEDs we faced were old artillery rounds. So they would find a, an old Soviet artillery round and, and use that and wire it up. So we'd hit the little pressure point and then that big artillery round would go off. Some of them were we the, one of the worst ones that I've ever seen personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a, a culvert under a road. So like mm-hmm. a, a water ditch, you know, and they, they packed that entire culvert full of TNT. Oh, geez. Yeah, that one that one messed some people up. That one was pretty bad. And did you see that one you said? Yeah. Yeah, I watched the the motor of the Humvee. It flew probably I don't know, two or three hundred feet in the air. That truck was the truck that I was supposed to be driving. I well, not supposed to be. I, I had been the driver for that truck the entire deployment and then i got moved out of that truck like two or three weeks prior and the the driver that took my place he lost both of his legs do you do you think the outcome would have been different if you'd been driving no no i mean because it doesn't sound i mean when you talk about like that much tnt i'm like yeah, they said they, they it was a perfect setup. We we messed up. We ended up leaving the same path that we came in on, and he was the lead truck. And it 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 basically split that truck like the Humvee. It basically and this was an armored Humvee. This was my second deployment, but it basically split it like a tin can. Oh wow! Yeah, it was bad. So you you say you screwed up that you guys you went back the same way you came. Was that? Were they booby trap things? Yeah, you drove yeah. through. We came into the village and we did a big raid on the village. And while we were in the village, it was a bigger village. So while we were in the village, they packed the entry that we came in on full of TNT, and we blew up on our way out. And you guys knew to not go the same route. Yeah, Usually. no, we should have. We should have known. That's so weird that they were that they Leadership. still went. Leadership. No, but well, that's okay. That's yes, yes, that is. 
Well, I was thinking was was how weird it is that the insurgents didn't um, they didn't change their routine. It was they, they a, it was a perfect choke point. If we were yeah. going out that side of the village, it was the only place we could go out, and it was a perfect ambush. Oh, dude, it was absolutely perfect. Mm. What happens after after a ID goes off or something like that? Um, you does everybody jump out and they start, you know, securing the area? Um, it depends. That it depends. Those you're talking like tactics now, right? Yeah. So, so for the most part, if you're driving in a convoy and an IED goes off, you don't want to stick around. You want to get out of the area. Mm-hmm. But that one, um, that wasn't really an option. Mm. So we we had to, uh, yeah, that was bad. That one was really bad. We had to call in air medevacs and let's move on from that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, absolutely. I'm sorry. Um, All good. All good, buddy. All good. Yeah. Do you, so, okay. So I'm not really drove, sure where to go from, yeah, like, with yeah. that question. What's so it, let's okay, just. What's it like driving in the States, man? How do you like, do you, um, do, do you like to be passenger? Uh, no, no. No? I, I like to be the one in control of the vehicle. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've known, uh, it's a, it's a unique um, experience uh, riding with somebody with experience. Um, <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, everything's in control here, and everybody else is like going, it's like white knuckle, like they can't. There's like, um, uh, uh, they're holding on to the door, you know. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, you start seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of praying and stuff like that. Uh, so, what was the? Are you a bacon fan? Let's go to that one. Bacon. Yeah. Bacon was, and guacamole, two of my favorite things ever. And you had to go 13 months without bacon. No. Well, well, you had bacon on base? Yeah. Army shipped bacon in. No problem. Actually, one of the one of the greatest parts about being deployed is they feed you as well as they can. So like uh, every like Thursday was like surf and turf. You'd get steak and a lobster tail like every Thursday oh, if wow. you were on base. Uh my buddy was in Afghanistan. They didn't have bacon. Which is interesting. Early. Yeah, he got back uh he was he got uh, after like six months over there or something like that. He got to come in for a bit, and then um, he was like, "I want bacon cheeseburger, I want bacon fries, I want bacon everything." He was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot my cholesterol up uh, as much as I can while I'm here." Uh, that's I didn't I didn't know that man. I didn't know you guys were allowed to have that. Well, how well, we, was your- our our defects were our defect dining facilities were mostly run by um, military. We were on a. I was I was lucky enough to be in Kirkuk, Iraq, both mm-hmm. deployments, which is an Air Force base, and the Air Force got treated really well. So we we got some of it's those benefits. Club. Yeah, we got some mm-hmm. of those benefits. The defects were always awesome, but you know. Yeah. They they locked us in our little corner of the base and really didn't like when we were on their side. Yeah, they're like, we don't serve your kind here. Right. We we it was literally referred to as the dark side and the white side. 
on the base. Dark side was where all the army guys had to stay, and the light side was where the air force had their Taco Bell and Burger King and just like in Star Wars. Was, there was a they had a coffee shop. Man, it was it was it was awesome. It was awesome. Trickle down lobster idea. Yeah. <laughs> Um, did you, uh, did you ever make it to any of the, um, the stuff we see on TV, like Saddam's palace? No, you didn't I've been anything? in, I've been in his hometown. Uh, does it Turkuk, I think it's called to mm-hmm. I don't remember what it's called, but I've been in like where he was, where he was from originally, but I didn't really go to it. Were you there and he got caught? No, no. I was waiting on my first deployment. I was, oh, uh, wow. I was in Hawaii getting ready for my first deployment when he was caught. And I was like, oh, cool. We don't have to go anymore. This is going to be awesome. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so that had to be the first thing through your mind. I was like, okay, all done. Stupid. Stupid. No. Turns out um, that's not what it was about. That's not what it was about at all. Yeah. Was, There's was, uh, weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. That's what, that's what I hear. Yeah, were were you the were you our weapon of mass destruction? I guess they're like, oh shit, here comes Valhalla. <laughs> um, there was a. Uh, I was the designated door kicker. I don't know if that answers your question, but we'll we'll leave it. Oh, at that. Yeah. wow, dude! You, so, yeah. yeah, that's right. You said something. I didn't realize you were designated to do that. Oh yeah, that was my job. That was my job. And you had that the cool little shotgun. Yeah, that was uh, there. There was I've carried a shotgun a couple times. In Samara, speaking of in Samara, not only did I have my saw, my my machine gun, but I also was carrying an AT four on that three day AT four um, anti tank missile. It's the the basically the modern day bazooka, one time use. Are you sure they didn't just uh, get you in there to be their pack meal? That that was a big part of my role in the army. Yes, that was I carried heavy things. They're like, oh, they did. didn't carry it. Yeah, it's like, That's hey, exactly did you bring some DVDs and a DVD player when we go out here on this trip? Oh, I remember in um, Garrison is back on base. They call it Garrison, mm-hmm. not in country, like back in Hawaii when you're yeah. home. And okay, Garrison. Uh, some of that training could get intense, right? You want to train harder than you have to fight. Usually I remember one rucksack that I had to carry weighed 135 pounds and I carried it for six miles. I'm not walking six miles, but carrying <laughs> 130 pounds. I mean, that's, you know, the thing that comes to my mind is what type of rucksack is this, man? Because that's got to be some, that's got to be some uh, good sewing. Well, the military it's, grade, it's this, military yeah. grade usually holds up. I've got, yeah, it's a, you can't see it. There's a rucksack on the floor back there. It's amazing. Like, I love military surplus, and I'm like, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's made to last and then of course you always have that smart ass comes around and says yeah by the lowest bidder and i'm like that's Nonetheless, not a bad thing still gonna still gonna last yeah gonna last. yeah it still still works um 
your second tour was there, your second deployment. Was there anything there where it was that compared to your first one? Or are you just like, man, this is, I, I'm done with the, the politics. I'm done with this clown show. Uh, so to, to be completely honest, right? Like by the time we were probably only two or three months in to our second deployment when I was, I was really fed up and I was just done. And like it, you know, everybody, it, I'll be the first to admit, like I was a pain in the ass to deal with my second deployment. I, I can't imagine that anybody in my chain of command had a good time dealing with me on my second deployment. I was disgruntled. I was unhappy with the entire situation. I was not doing any more than I had to. And uh, no matter what, I was coming home. And that was kind of my mentality on my second deployment. Everybody knew that, that they could count on me when it mattered. And, you know, that, that never changed for the most part with anybody. But, you know, I made, I made some people's lives really hard my second deployment because I just didn't care all that much anymore. Uh, you know, my, my comment about you being the pack mule, you know, mules, they're very hard headed too. Mm. And once they get, uh, once they're done, it's hard to make them move. So that's, uh, that's uh, something, man. Uh, do you mind uh, answering a couple questions from the Not chat? at all. Not at all. Uh, so this way got me. I see the, the white rabbit here is uh, put um, at the expert. So I, if you put the an at expert at, at the expert at the beginning of your question, it'll turn up a little highlight on my screen. Uh, she uh, asked uh, Valhalla. Um, wait, hold on. Oh, I've got it on the screen. I was trying to see where did I where did I have it? She asked, <laughs> "How are you so chill now?" And how do you deal with the memories? So is do you want to answer that's two parts or is that one? Um well I I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that I have a, a great answer for you, White Rabbit, but um I'll pull it back up. Pull it back up. Pull it back up. Oh wait, hang on. Sorry, 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 sorry. But you know, part of part of my move here helps me be so chill. Part of my move here to East Tennessee is that I do live in the middle of nowhere and I have enough land that I, I very rarely leave my property and I spend 90% of my time isolated with animals or, you know, five or 10% of it with Mrs. Valhalla. And that's, that's really about it. I've built my own little Zen garden, if you will. But you also said that when you got out, uh, you know, you were a wild child. Yeah. I went through at least a decade of being, so there's a, there's a guy named Jacob Wagner in my chat right now. Mm -hmm. Jacob Wagner um, is a very, very dear personal friend of mine that uh, gave me a job in the bar industry. Oh, and he's the guy you're talking about. Jacob Wagner has seen me at probably my lowest points in life. Mm -hmm. And um, 
he can attest that that I've done some really stupid shit with as far as like violence and bar fights and trying to pick a fight with multiple people at a time. And, you know, he, he was there for, for Valhalla when he was an angry man. Uh, Jacob Wagner, uh, he has uh, mentioned you off, uh, off uh, stream before, and um, you do sound like an awesome, awesome dude. And, he uh, is. Jacob's thank you for taking care of our, our Valhalla before we know it. Uh, ID Crisis wants to know which movies get it right when portraying the military or wartime experience. So personally, I would say that um, Platoon was a pretty good movie, but I I wasn't part of Vietnam, so I can't really attest. Mm -hmm. But the there was some aspects of that movie that were really good. Uh Full Metal Jacket, the basic training part of that movie was good. Um, we Were Soldiers is amazing. Saving Private Ryan is amazing. Um, Hurt Locker's garbage. I haven't seen Jarheads is garbage. Now, when you say amazing, because I know like people love Saving Private Ryan and stuff, do you think they got the aspects of, of war and everything right with that? Yeah. I think Saving Private Ryan is probably one of the best. Okay. Did you ever see the uh, show Band of Brothers? Band of Brothers is amazing. I love that show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. It's about time to watch it again. Yeah. I've got it. Yeah, watch it um, every year right around got it uh, on DVD. June. Yeah. You got to watch it right at June. Uh, it was June as June 3rd is the invasion of Normandy. So, um, by the way, ID Crisis is the dude who I say, like, man, you've got to meet this guy. Uh, so, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, but you mentioned Platoon, uh, Platoon was Oliver Stone, and he wrote that on his experience in Vietnam. It was Charlie Sheen, was who he was supposed to be. It's pretty good. Um, and like I said, I wasn't there, and that was a, a different type of conflict than what I had to deal with. And there was a lot of, uh, to the best of my understanding, there was a lot of like racial aspects involved with the, with the military deployed during Vietnam. And, and that wasn't really something that, that I've ever had to deal with. So those are a little bit foreign to me, but the movie as a whole is pretty awesome. Yeah. It's, um, it's weird. The, um, the racial aspect to it, man. It's um, for me. It's uh, so weird seeing. Like, I feel like we're we're taking steps backwards right now uh, on stuff because the military was so instrumental in integration, you know. And it was well. I, I've heard stories from like Vietnam vets where like the the chopper would land with with mail, mm -hmm. and there'd be you know a group of black soldiers and a group of white soldiers and they all refused to get the mail off because they're, they wouldn't do it because the other person wouldn't do it kind of thing. Like it was just so asinine. It's so bizarre. And that wasn't yeah. anything that I've ever encountered or been able to understand. Yeah. Remind me, um, I've got a, I've got a story about that. We'll talk about it after this. Um, so, uh, Oh, look at, look, Tweety has one thing to say. CIA recruitment was accurately portrayed in the movie The Recruit. Well, if somebody would know, it'd be Tweety. Yeah. Uh, Jacob says the Jarhead was pretty accurate to basic training. Um, 
Pastor Raptor. And by the way, Pastor Raptor, it totally just hit me like a few moments ago. <laughs> we were on uh, the he's Pastor Raptor was in the Navy. Okay. And yeah, uh, we did a uh, 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 stream with Divinity on the uh, uh, paranormal stuff. He came on for a bit. So I was like, oh, Pastor Robert just hit me. I was like, because you know what? Never mind. I, I, words are hard. I look at avatars. Uh, <laughs> Restrepo and Combat Obscura. So Restrepo I've watched. Restrepo was a documentary about a infantry platoon in Afghanistan that was on a, like a really remote outpost. And they got fucked up. And... Uh, I, I can relate to that a little bit. That was that was a really well done documentary, and it's real life mm-hmm. infantry soldiers. It was really well done. There's a lot of footage of of Afghanistan and in combat, and it was it was good. Restrepo was good. I'd recommend ten out of ten. Recommend. I haven't seen the other one. Yeah, I haven't seen either of those. Um, Let's see here. Does anybody else have any other questions here? Man, I really thought, I figured this would light up at this point. Perhaps I uh, did a good job of answering all the questions. You you did an amazing job. Oh, stop it. uh, Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. uh, Hey, man, thank you. um, This is, um, there's only a few times in my life YouTubing that I've ever like had been nervous about something. And uh, tonight was one of them because I, I didn't want to, I don't want to screw up. Um, I've, I've are... been, that, I can relate, bro. I've been nervous and excited all day, like all day. Well, um, it, it's weird. I, I just, I don't know how to, how to explain it. It's um, uh, you are an amazing funny person on on the tubes uh we love having you around and stuff and it's it's weird to think that here you go from oh you gotta go no i don't have to go give me two seconds okay (laughs) i saw that look of concern i was like "Uh uh-oh um anyway it's uh um you have a very interesting tube story which is i just love i'm like man you just for some reason people are drawn to you you have the uh you're a, a a light uh like a bugs to a light um and i see why <laughs> but hold on though but, but you, you do you do light up you do light up the um the conversation you light up the room and uh with just your presence sometimes and, sometimes i can pull that off sometimes it doesn't work out so well but yeah i appreciate well, that um oh hey, real wolfkinder just says uh did you see any ancient structures while you were there? Yes. Yes. Some really awesome, amazing ancient structures. Give me two seconds, y'all. Um, in Samara. Thank you, baby. She had two questions that she wanted to ask on this stream. So that was part of that. Um, in Samara, there's this spiral tower in I'm sure somebody could look it up and tell me what it's called and, and all that. But it, it that, that thing dated back to like the year 800 or something off the top of my head. That might not be accurate. But it, it's just this like big spindle tower, like a lighthouse in the middle of the city. And it's pretty awesome. Um, I've also 
supposedly, and I wish I could remember what city this was in, but I, for the life of me, can't. I have walked around the perimeter of a church that Christ had supposedly been in. Oh, and really? The, yeah, the, the, the church looked like it was that old. Like, nothing was level. It, you know, it, all the walkways are sideways and broken and um it was all fenced off they didn't let anybody in there but it supposedly christ had been actually physically been in that church which that was kind of neat it's so yeah that's that's a that's a whole different topic man like i could go into that one for a long time because i don't think of many structures like that still existing no especially in hostile places and Taliban has recently destroyed so many of the, the priceless artifacts that humanity has lost now. Like, we're, it's just not coming back. You know, it'd be like the, the same thing as somebody just destroying Michelangelo. Like, that's, it, you can't get that back once it's gone. Yeah. yeah Mrs. Just... Valhalla mm-hmm. did have two questions that she wanted me to answer. Okay. I'm not sure if they're her questions or if she saw them in chat and wanted me to answer them. So either way, I think I'm going to answer. Um, what did you like in your care packages? So in Iraq, one of the, one of the things that really was pretty awesome is that you would get a lot of care packages and you'd get a lot that were just addressed to any soldier. And it was pretty cool. Right. Um, you, there'd just be boxes, and we'd get them and we'd put them in the hallways of like the common areas. So everybody that walked past could get them. There'd be stuff like treats. There'd be cookies. Chocolate doesn't do so well in the Middle East, but uh, you know, sometimes it made it through and you could cool it off enough to pull the package off and eat it. Um, baby wipes are, are amazing over there. Chapsticks amazing over there. Um, books. Books were good because if you did have a minute, it, it was nice to escape, you know, and just kind of get lost in a, a neat story. What's your favorite book that you read over there? Over there or ever? Yeah, I guess over there. Um, I'm not sure that I recall like a specific book that I read over there that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do enjoy like the the fantasy stories where you can just get swept away like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, uh, Game of Thrones, that kind of stuff is what I really enjoy to read. Um, when, what's the uh, second question? The second question is how long out of the military did we get married? And I think that's a trick question. I think she's trying to set me up with that. I think one. you are going to be set up. Hey, you know what? Uh, I've got one. Um, uh, I have the answer to it though, so let me answer it. You, oh, okay. Don't well, give me a jerk. I I don't call me I, a jerk. Man. I here I am it. trying to be your wingman, <laughs> and you're like, "Get out of here, Ice Man! I got this one." You know, I'm like, "Dude, man, I see just, what you're doing." Yeah, I'm trying doing. to. I'm trying to draw the flack away from you. <laughs> so I got out of the military in '07, mm-hmm. and um, we got married in June of '17. There you go. How about man. that, Miss Valhalla? Gotcha. So a decade after, ten years. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, 
<laughs> it what, was somebody was... else's question. She, she, she's like... oh, 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 oh. Well, I was going to say, um, uh, if she knew how the um, uh, how highly you speak of her, where nobody can hear. Oh, she can um, hear you now. Yeah, I know. I know, but you, but like now, you, you I'd expect you to be on your best behavior. But when uh, nobody else can uh, hear the conversation, you speak so highly of her that she is. A, well, it's not a. She's it's not like a, an incredible person. I don't believe that it's a secret that I simp for Mrs. Wahala, and I'm perfectly okay with that. That's that's that, awesome, man. That's the girl that keeps me alive every day. I'm very that's happily awesome. married, as I've said many a time. <laughs> Oops, I just spilled something. It didn't spill. I thought it was good. I thought it didn't have a cap on it. Um, yeah, I, I love being married. So um, it's just, it's a cool thing. Uh, well, listen, man, um, I don't want to keep up your night too long. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to tell? I, I do want to say this real quick. Yes, please, guys, if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe to Valhalla. Uh, please subscribe to me. I'm not. And likewise. Lagging. Yes, if if um, you're coming on my channel and haven't heard of the expert before, give him a give him a sub. He's a great yeah, dude. Thank you, stream, I appreciate you. I stream on his channel whenever he lets me. Almost, it's a good time. <laughs> we have a lot of fun. It's funny. Sometimes you go on in uh, after shows. It don't you're not even on the stream. Um, I'm okay with that too. Sometimes. So that's the best time. That's the best time. So, um, uh oh, look, uh, we have this one right here. Uh, I wait. Hold on, that's not the right one. Uh, <laughs> I want to meet Mrs. Valhalla, says Texas. Mrs. Valhalla is awesome. Yeah. She, and actually, yeah. I don't know if I should say this or not, but uh, there is there is talks of a meetup happening in the near future. In, well, in hold on. You better, you better watch that. You better watch that or you'll have a uh, you'll have a uh, you'll have to start renting out a space and have a uh, party. No, that's not no. You, you guys have an incredible following. YouTube world isn't going to know about this meetup. This is a, a private meetup amongst no, no, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you what, man. We're getting so many people from Dallas, Texas, around here that we're going to have to do a. Uh, we're going to have to go to Dallas and do a live show. Okay. At a Whataburger, it'll be at a. I want to do it at Billy Bob's, but I keep getting in trouble. I've heard of any of this. Whataburger I've heard of before. I've heard of that. Billy Bob's, man. It's a cool place. It's like the world's largest honky-tonk. I'd be okay with that. They have a mechanical bull. Wouldn't that be cool? Just hang out on that. Um, no comment. No comment. Anyway, is there, no anything comment. Else like to, is there anything else you'd like to say? Um... Yeah, y'all, it's, it's, we're only here for a little while, whatever this, this experience is, it's a short one, enjoy it while you can, be offensive, be funny, be good to each other, just enjoy it while we're here. Dude, man, I, I can't tell you how many times I, um, I mean, I said it all the time, it, it's, it's, uh. Life is the longest thing you'll ever do, but it's man, it's short. It's short. It's pretty it's short. You never know how short yours is going to be. But um, uh, yeah. And by the way, chat, thank you so much for being patient with me. I have not been ignoring you guys. 
usually I like to be in the chat. Listen, chat. I, I, for the most part, have been ignoring you because this is a, uh, this, this was a little more personal conversation than I have ever had to do on while streaming to the internet. So I appreciate y'all's patience with me as well. Well, that's what I, I wanted to be. I wanted to be very personal, and that's why I was like, I can't be hanging out over here. I mean, I, I know they're they're here. I, I see the movement and stuff, but I can't. Um, 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 hang on, a second. I see a bunch of stuff happening here. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm getting in trouble for saying we're gonna meet up at Billy Bob's. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> again, Valhalla, I cannot thank you enough. My family thanks you. Uh, the chat thanks you. And anybody doesn't, uh, well, you know, it kills my ass because. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop. But then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. Ran for my life, and then the smoke got her. Yeah, I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Jesus, 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 Jesus,